Hi there and a very warm welcome as every Friday to Bergos Now. My guest today, after a few weeks of not having seen him, is Dr. Thomas Keller. Hi Thomas. Hi Aurelia. So good to have you again. When you're in this seat, then it means we're talking art. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think the last time we got together was, I must have been somewhere in the middle of February. And I think we were talking about Switzerland and the, the, the art market in Switzerland. So today, I think we're looking a bit past our borders here and we're considering again the international stage. And maybe this is just a good way to start just very broadly. What's going on in the art? Oh, there was a, the year started with an enormous amount of, of big hope. Um, looking at the fairs and looking at TFAF in Maastricht, looking at ARCO in Madrid, and in particular looking at Art Basel Hong Kong. Mm. And this was indeed a very, very great uh, experience. Uh, the Chinese, uh, the Hong Kong Chinese in particular, they were so happy uh, to see an audience again, mm. to really go out, to have uh, a real fair. And there was a great attendance. There wasn't really a lot of income they made. I think uh, a lot of the uh, Western people were still missing, but the mood was outstanding and everybody was really, really happy and very relieved that, uh, so to say, normal life could start again in uh, Eastern Asia. I, yeah, I'm happy to hear these reports. I heard from everybody, I didn't go, but I heard from many people similar things that it was a very, you know, just delightful fair. Can I ask, though, in terms of the presentation of the fair, I understand the, the audience may have been a bit more Asian, also due to, of course, the travel regulations that for many people are not there anymore factually, but people maybe have a more of an idea of distance at the moment to, to go that far. But for the market, I mean, in terms of what was presented there, what did the booths look like? Was it different? Was it as you knew it from previous years? Did the fair change? Art Basel in Hong Kong almost never really looks like a, a truly Asian art fair. Yeah. It looks very much as much Western like uh, the Art Basel in Basel or in Paris or in even Miami. Um, even uh, the Asian galleries uh, look a little bit Western. I mean, mm. you have a Shiraga uh, or you have a Yoshitomo Nara, uh, let's say, everywhere. You could have it uh, at a, in a Western as well as in an Asian gallery. Uh, from that point of view, it was this year, uh, to me, a little bit more interesting to see the Museum M+, which is uh, a landmark building by Herzog und Dumeron, mm -hmm. and it took about 10 years to realize it, and it opened uh, only just a few weeks ago. However, um, it is a very, very, very special collection. Uh, and it is uh, presented in very different parts. Uh, one major, major part, which is their uh, new uh, collection of international art, is truly an Asian collection. And it starts with the art after World War II. There's a lot of calligraphy, there's a lot of art uh, of writing. And then in almost another part of the building, you have this fantastic Uli Zik collection mm -hmm. of uh, Chinese painters. All of a sudden you see these works, uh, around a thousand works he donated, of which at least a few hundred are shown, you see them all together. And this is absolutely worth a trip to Asia right now, I find, because um, nobody really knows how witty, 
how full of humor, how in a way even cruel these artists um, present uh, their, their, let's say, their faith, their lack of faith, uh, their political conviction that there is still a lot of humanity behind all these official scenes. So mm. you see the artist smiling, but the smile is frozen because there's nothing to laugh. You see all the pots and vessels of Ai Weiwei, of it, which some are dipped into white color because he says if you dip it into white color, it wouldn't last longer than 10 years, then the white color falls off. Whereas the vessels themselves are thousands of years old, etc., etc. So Uli Zik was there, and that was, besides the fair, um, a very great experience to uh, hear and to see him giving a guided tour. So we talk about international art and I'm kind of uh, stuck into this uh, Hong Kong uh, experience but maybe we really talk about the international art market now. Yeah and I have a good have a good way to, to actually ask you something there because what's remarkable about the M plus two is it's a museum sure but it's a museum by a private collector. Lizik is a collector and we talked you know this podcast obviously we do this in german and in english and we just did the german episode and a, a big focus that we had was the question of how do people collect these days and i think this is an interesting maybe point of exit for that conversation because there we have an institution that is completely composed of the collection of somebody right with with his sort of curatorial intention and also his means behind it so maybe this is a good way to, to go into the what are people buying at the moment and what's happening in that field. I think it is twofold. If you look at the international official art market report of uh, Claire McAndrew, you read that uh, the only field where you have an increase is the field of artworks that cost more than 10 million US dollars. Mm -hmm. So from that point of view, the ultra high net worth individuals are driving, let's say, the world market, and they are responsible for this um, uh, for this new um, tendency, uh, which it, which means we have a huge stagnation in the international art market. However, we have this one field where there is still growth. On the other hand. So they would, of course, buy the things that are very expensive, which is very, very, very few names. And it is mostly 90% Western art from uh, Picasso and Warhol down to more uh, recent uh, evaluations of, of some of the younger people. Um, your question, on the other hand, is very important because we realize we have 40% female artists that are acquired these days which is a, a sensational increase in comparison to the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So it is almost uh, equal. Uh, regarding contemporary art, it is getting kind of equal, which means female collectors buy female artists, people of color buy people of color, etc. Asian buy Asian art. Americans by American art. So it is a bit uh, nationalistic, egocentric, uh, towards your own culture oriented, which I like. 
I think it's important, you know, it's, it's uh, the way you love your own children, you you collect, you collect in your immediate surroundings. Yeah. I find this very healthy. Mm-hmm. Also, it improves uh, the total lack of diversity we have all over the place. So gay people buy art of gay people, etc. Yeah. Um, the gender issue is very strong in the international auction world. Uh, if you go above 10 million, it is not yet. You have very few female artists who can reach this level of a mm-hmm. price, mm-hmm. and most of them are dead. You know, it has yeah. to be a Louis Bourgeois, it has to be a Joan Mitchell, although Joan Mitchell also in the auction world rarely uh, hits this uh, price. Um, from that point of view, I would think uh, diversity is going on all over the place. We have an African crowd of collectors, we have a people of color American crowd of collectors, uh, and I hope we have a really strong even Chinese crowd of people who buy uh, Chinese art and also not with lacks of information due to the political system. Um, the future nevertheless right now doesn't seem too open because um, if the 10 million benchmark is the benchmark that creates growth who are the people who who buy that stuff you know we had this uh, stunning number of 2657 billionaires in 2021 i read that it went down to 2400 and uh, um, 87 so you have 180 people losing uh, that uh, level <laughs> sorry for them uh, but if if it is only them who drive the art market it mm. is a little bit as if in the past uh, you were a duke uh, or a countess uh, collecting for your castle and i think we 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 should be more open we should have more access and even the museums they should have more chances to buy yeah 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 i mean i think that that's such an important part of this whole thing too right like how is this a sustainable sort of circus you know if it's if it's driven by a few uh, people at the top of course those will always be important collectors they make also some culturally important decisions in their purchasing decisions. I mean, it carries through through the dimensions of, of, of what that represents, right? And the market, of course, follows. So the pyramid that we're talking about is, <laughs> is you're saying, a little bit weak in the middle there, huh? There's not, not that much going on. Yeah, you're nodding. I mean, the other question that I would have is, is also about the moments of purchasing. You talked about Art Basel in Hong Kong. Of course, there were other fairs happening at the beginning of the year there's more to come um where do people buy how are the auction houses doing how are the fairs doing it's like half and half Uh, so half are the auction houses they made a great profit particularly last year Uh, this uh, great improvement of all the online access uh, led to the result that people really are so well informed about the offer the auction houses have Mm. Uh, on the other hand also the dealers they are doing well Uh, obviously there was a seven percent plus for the dealers last year and online bidding went down a little bit it was very strong in 2020 due to the pandemic it was still very strong in 21 but uh, 22 saw less online bidding the people want to see the works more as uh, real works of art in front of their eyes Mm -hmm. Um, so there is not a fundamental change the art market still 45 percent is uh, united states of america 
around 17, 18% is either Great Britain or China. China went down, is now again or back on, on uh, tier three. And the rest of the world is uh, another 17%. So we have to be aware of this 2% Switzerland, 2% Germany, uh, 1% a couple of other countries. France is doing a little bit better with 5%. But the three places where art is acquired is United States, uh, far at the top, and China and Great Britain, or Great Britain and China right now. Um, it is 93% of the galleries that make less than 10 uh, million a year. So if we talk on one hand uh, on the 10 million per work, but if you talk of 10 million per year, yeah. only 7% of the galleries make 10 million a year. Yeah. So from that point of view, you can imagine uh, which are the galleries then, how, how many are they who make, uh, who sell the works above 10 million yeah. uh, each one. And those galleries, and that is also very significant, they sell many, many, many more items. They sell around 300 works, not each of them 10 million. But uh, the, the really small galleries, they have a few sales, right, a month and a few sales a year. And yeah. they have a total lack of income. Yeah. So for the future, I would think uh, if diversity can uh, go on stronger, if prices could go down more, if museums could get better acquisition budgets, or even in Central Europe, somehow would be allowed to, to deaccession, which is of course impossible in Germany because of the, 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 the Hitler regime, um, if uh, the pledging and giving system, uh, like in the US, would be possible in other countries, this would all tremendously help the art market, mm. and in particular then help the artists. Mm -hmm. Thomas, I, ma I made this joke before, but I have to say, because it's so funny, we always just sit down and kind of start chatting about <laughs> these topics, which also means I never really know when, when this is over. But I think that these were just, uh, yeah, lovely words to at least coming to an end is there anything you want to add well let's hope for really great fairs in june in basel in october in london in december in miami and that more and more artists will produce just great work i think this keeps the whole thing running fantastic thank you so much for your time today thank you aurelia and we thank you as always so much for listening there's nothing left to say but have a beautiful weekend and a pleasant and successful week we are back with more from Bergers now next friday until then bye bye